With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to episode five of Behind the Wand. My name is Flick Miles and I worked as Hermione's double on the Harry Potter films, which was a once in a lifetime experience. After 20 years, I've decided to catch up with some of my friends that I worked alongside to reminisce about Potter life. Today, I'm speaking to Sarah McKenna, who was Rupert Grint's PA and my mum, who accompanied me filming every day. I originally thought this episode was going to be about what a chaperone is, but actually on reflection, I think this episode's more about what it's like being a child on a film set and what life was really like during filming. Chaperones like my mum and Sarah really sorted out everything for us and looked after our welfare, so they made sure we knew where we had to be and when, plus keeping track of our hours and other bits and bobs like that. So here is us talking a little bit about chaperoning, but more just about what our lives were like and um, what it was like being part of the Potter family. So enjoy. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So the idea of this podcast is to sort of interview jobs that people don't necessarily know happen or like the extent mm. of what they are in the film industry. So I don't know. Like, can you sort of one month well, explain like what a chap- what a chaperone does, what you had to do, or both of you like what did you do every day? What was it? <laughs> what, like, like Remakin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I had to learn how to play that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't forget with Potter, it was the first big franchise ever like this to be done in the UK, and there were a lot of new jobs that were introduced. Obviously not chaperoning, that was a key one. Normally you wouldn't have parents. Um, but because 
most of you hadn't done anything before. That's how come a lot of parents did come in. But Vanessa, you can say what we did all day. <laughs> well, some days, not very much at all. But a lot of days, obviously, it was big fun days when you were in, Sarah. <laughs> I was disappointed if you weren't there. <laughs> Keep me amused. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of playing games, a lot of sitting around wandering around we used to make sure we had a walk at lunchtime so the children would have a walk yeah, correct yes. yeah making yeah. sure they got into their lessons on time you were all such a lovely bunch and because it was all new as well for you guys most of if you think about it most we'd never done anything before it was a learning curve for all of you and then like I said because it was such a big franchise and it was the first sort of like hugest thing to be done in the UK including kids and a lot of it was learning curve for us as well. You know, we had to super be strict on hours. You were studying and strict on your hours um, on set. That was obviously mm-hmm. when you got a little bit older, it, we'd go over a bit on that. But it was a very well, I mean, it did end up becoming a very well oiled machine. But we were lucky. You were all really, really great kids. You were just, Always so excited and everything was so new and oh my god, going to set! Going to set, going to set. I know, but it would be like for a lineup of a shot, and they'd need us for like ten minutes, and we'd all get down there excited. There'd be like one lighting thing, and they'd be like, "Okay, you can go." <laughs> Relief. <laughs> yeah, but you were getting out of class, and that for you guys was the most exciting oh, thing. But I think yeah. if anything. You probably was more intense with uh, classes for you because mm. it was less in a class. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't in there. I was typically playing games with your mum <laughs> playing in another room. <laughs> I know. We'd see you playing rummy club and you'd be like, guys, I think it's time we went back to school. We'd be like, oh, 15 minute break's <laughs> over. <laughs> I've got to try and win. Um, <laughs> but like, I wonder, I, I, this is something I always think about as well, which is really weird. It's like, I obviously think when I think about Harry Potter, I remember it from like a 10 to sort of a 13 year old. And I think maybe it's because we start when we first started, like nobody was really anybody. You know, I remember being on the coach going from the airport to Whitby, from like Newcastle Airport to Whitby. And we didn't even know who was who in the in the film. It was like, oh, I think that person's playing that person. I think that yeah. no one was really like famous. So I just always think like, who did you got? How did you guys like know what to do? Like who liaised with you? Because obviously I would just do what mum said, but who told you like the day-to-day runnings and how things would work? Well, I mean, you always had a call sheet, so you had a rough idea what was going on. But, you know, I'd worked in the industry for quite a while before that. You can't really organise too much on these things because you never know how the day's going to pan out. They might be doing one shot and change it. One kid might be sick, so they have to change the whole thing altogether. I mean, do you remember when Rupert was off for ages, it was when they were doing the chess scene. It was all rules and regulations. The age you were, you were only allowed to work on set for so long. But yeah, I like any because you could never predict a day. You'd never know what was going on. And if a kid was sick and ill, then the whole dimension of the day got changed like that. It was pretty easy. I've got to be honest. It was so. I think it became more difficult as the kids got older and hit puberty and yeah I feel like probably when I was leaving so when I did the last film I was 13 13 maybe just turning 14 and then 
I feel like then I guess people were like people thinking, you know, when you're 13, you obviously think you're an adult and stuff like that. So like, was it, what was the atmosphere like when you're sort of with 15 year olds? It it did change. It changed because, you know, I guess they thought they could get the kids, although they weren't, they were coming young adults, were having more of a voice. Mm. So whereas, whereas with you guys, you just did as you were told as such. There would be no questioning why, what's and ifs. Obviously, the older they got, they would definitely there would be more questioning. They'd have a voice. They'd try and push a little bit more to get away with a bit more. Um, you know, puberty and girls and boys and she likes and he likes yeah. and giggling. I and can imagine because oh, that's God, what God, I feel God. like the, the gossip mill must have been going into because oh, I remember oh, even oh, like. The lot like the last film definitely being in hair and makeup and gossip would just fly around left, right, and centre. This person fancies this person, this person fancies this person. And that never changed, Flick. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. I still like that to this day. But then it's like any it's like working in an office, isn't it? Did you yeah. hear what she said? Did you hear what he did? Oh my god, oh he liked her and she liked him. There was a lot of then it got to the stage obviously where the kids were well she likes him or he likes her and you know rumors starting it was quite as an adult it was quite funny to (laughs) sit and listen and watch it was like being back in school but not having to go through the puberty bit again it was quite fun but um again even then we lucked up there was probably a bit more testosterone flying about and you know Mm. a bit more People saying I'm not having that, or you know, whatever the whatever, but very rarely, not anything to write home about. You know, there was no bust ups. Everyone's so incredibly close on a film set because you do spend an extraordinary amount of time together, and it is an intense schedule. Because even as a ten, when I started as a ten year old, I mean, like I said, like Warner Brothers was so good, but you are still there to do a job and get that job done yeah it definitely got more intense as you guys got older I think because you were more aware of what was going on mm. whereas before it was like woohoo we got off the set <laughs> or whatever we're doing oh we've got an hour lunch break oh we can get a whatever it might be a hot chocolate at 11s or but we were you guys were so secure in this bubble what we always tried to keep between all of you was there was no status Mm. if you know what I mean you were all kids all doing the same thing having a great time you all got on really well and you were secure in this bubble at work and you were very protected by all of the crew members I mean like you say it was a family some of us did the whole 10 stint you know and we really did become a family and you they were you were all safer within our studio than you were out there. We I mean we didn't realise how huge this film was gonna be. You know, and you step out of this bubble and you go to a premiere and you're like, holy God, like I had no idea this was going. I don't think any of us did really. Mm-hmm. Um and then you come back to your bubble and be safe again and start the film and there was no yeah. pretentious of um you know, you were working with Daniel Radcliffe or Emma Watson yeah. or Rupert Grin. It was that was what was the nice thing that we definitely were very conscious as chaperones that that was kept at that level. Yeah, because definitely, because I feel like people say to me, "Oh, so did you know like the the main guy, like the main guy, so like Dan, Rupert, and, and Emma?" 
I was like, yeah, of course we did. Like we were number one, like children. So we would like play together. Like when we were, like when we used to go on location, we'd love swimming. If the pool had, a, if the hotel had a pool, like we'd all mm. want to go swim. Like you were just children. I do think that stayed, because obviously the first film, like I guess, I mean, people knew who they were, but they weren't the same level of fame as they were when I finished in the third film. Mm. But always still stayed the same. Like, I remember me and Emma used to do like dance classes together. And oh yeah, you, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'd just be like, yeah. we'd just be like friends. Just we'd hang out, and you know, especially with me and Emma, because a lot of the time we were the the only girls. We definitely spent time together, just as friends outside of anything else because yeah well you two only had each other really mm. it was all it was all the boys really wasn't it the you two precious girls that we had to look after <laughs> and not be like stumbled by these boys Vanessa I'm waffling on as always where are you <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got a completely you know unique way of looking at it because you were on other films I only ever had Harry Potter so when we started, I, I, you know, people were showing us where to go. I had no idea who anybody was. People had come up and introduced themselves, but I didn't really know who they were or what they did. And I just waited for runners to say, go here, go there, you know, especially starting straight off on location. My God, yeah, that's been so scary for you. I don't even think about that, but it's like starting a new, like a new job. I feel like obviously I was just rocking with my mum, but for you, it's like you had to make friends and stuff. I've never thought about this before. Well, actually, do you know what my biggest fear was? Getting your hair right. Because your hair had to be done the night before. And I had to put mm-hmm. these rags and rollers and things in it to start it all off so that when she went to hair and makeup, they could finish it off and make it the Hermione oh, look. And just put make Hermione's the- hair the worst ever and then put me in a hairnet, which at 12 years old, I was like, why are they doing this to me? And I used to try and pull, pull the hairnet down a little bit. And then sometimes like one of them would just put, like might maybe forget to put the hairnet on and I'd be like, yes! Yes! <laughs> and then they'd call me back and be like, oh, you haven't got a hairnet on. It's just like... Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> Also, I remember sort of sitting in hair and makeup and people would walk in and like, uh, I think it was David Thewlis came in and went, oh, hi, I'm I'm David. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, all these famous people, you know, Maggie Smith and... I was oh, actually going to ask that. I was like, who, because I don't know. I rem- I actually remember mum being like, oh my God, that's that person. Obviously, when you're younger, you've got no idea about famous people. Like you would just, I don't, you know, you'd know who was on like Saturday night TV, but like in terms of actors... You would have no idea. So, like, Mum, who would you be? Who was your you most starstruck by then? I think maybe Richard Harris and, uh, and, and Robbie yeah. Coltrane. To be fair, yeah, the three yeah. of them. You know, but there were so many people coming in and out. You know, Zoe Wanamaker, and mm. I mean, it was just everybody was there, weren't they? You know, yeah, yeah. every like famous British actor is in Harry Potter aren't they though well and look because they were all fighting to get on it because that was the one thing JK Rowling wanted she wanted it to be filmed in the UK and she wanted it to be all British actors and she'd actually um when she was writing Hagrid she had Robert Coltrane in mind and Sarah so who do you think you were most starstruck by then if you were starstruck at all question um I don't know really. I was very lucky that I'd worked with Alan Rickman before, so actually seeing him on set was quite a nice thing for me because it was all not, it was a familiar face. Although I still 
was always in awe of him because he was just such, I just loved him. And even though I'd worked with him before, I still was like, you know, it's like going like the headmaster, you know, I was always excited and nervous to speak to him, but he was, I, I just loved him. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I remember as well. Obviously, one red nose day, we've decided to make a magazine. And all the different kids have like, written, have done it's like an article. So I feel like maybe, I think me and Lucian might have been like agony. I think I remember something. this magazine. Everyone had done something. And somebody has interviewed Alan Rickman, but the questions are like, when was your first kiss? <laughs> <laughs> and I read it. I thought, oh my God, if somebody had asked him this in an interview... He would have probably been like, what are you talking about? Being, I'm not answering that. Yeah. <laughs> like, all the questions we've interviewed, like all these famous actors and asked them questions about their first kisses and like really silly, like childhood, like, like a question a 13 year old would ask. You so, did do a few little magazine things between you all at times. So I remember <laughs> that. You were being really, and then we need to go and copy this. <laughs> <laughs> and then go down to set and sell them to the crew for like a pound. They're probably like, we don't want this rubbish, but they had to buy it. So same as always, I will get this up onto my Instagram so you can all see some of the silly things that we wrote and did and, and the, these interviews because they are quite funny. Sarah, do you remember we had a lot of visitors came? I mean, Kylie Minogue came, Peter Jackson came. You People visited the set. Yes. Yes, I think that probably were the people we were more starstruck that they wanted to come into our little bubble mm. and come and meet. Yeah, I you think you're right. I think you're bang on there. I think that was probably more starstruck by the people because, again, you just forget how big this this film was, you know, and how much people wanted to come and, and come and meet meet you guys. Yeah, especially especially as it after the first one came out, I think that definitely changed like the interest in it. And even like when we'd be out and about on location, I remember us wearing like the big jackets and umbrellas and stuff like that. Cause they didn't want them to see what we were doing or what we might be wearing and stuff. Like yeah. That. I remember the first one, they were so keen that they didn't see our uniforms. So I remember. Oh yeah. Them. Yeah. But didn't want the uniforms, but then they changed the uniforms in the third film. So I think again, it went through all that. Everything was like shrouded by secrecy. Trying to hide anything on location. Once they get a whiff of where you were, my God, it was just game over. Mm. Absolutely. I can remember the film, I can't remember what number it is. Like I say, they all merge into one. When we were filming in London, four or five, I can't remember. And trying to shield off London and nobody seeing them in what they were wearing was just like, forget it. You have got to be joking. Mm. Um, and, but they didn't get away with it We couldn't It was just too hard Too hard But you My God The fans are just so So dedicated I've never ever in my life In all the things I've worked on 
known anything like the fans, like the fans for Harry Potter. And then as the years go on, you start to know some of these fans, you know, and they know you. The dedication is definitely something else, my God. I was going to ask what the worst part of it was, but I don't mean the worst part of it because I feel like we're all so lucky to be part of something that's such a huge, like I, that's how I feel anyway, just lucky to be part of something that's so huge and is still just so, you know, like so many of my friends will say to me, oh, my nephew loves Harry Potter and and they're sort of like six years old. I went into Marks and Spencer's the other day and they've got a whole kid sections of clothing and Harry Potter Easter eggs and... Yeah. I put the chocolates and I'm like, really? This far <laughs> on and this is still going on? Yeah, it just keeps going. It just seems to be getting even bigger. And then I, I always think, well, they remake them. But I feel like if they did it again, they might do like an animate. I reckon it would be like animated. I just don't well, know if they could do it. Well, apparently there is talks of um, something of them doing much further down the line. And it's like talks about everything, isn't it? I mean, what are they doing now, 10 years down the line? <laughs> you know, probably Hermione and Rupert have divorced. He's living in the shed. <laughs> no, no, you can't say like that. No. You know, I only have the best of memories at that yes. place. Um, the heart, not just, I mean, starting off with you guys was just such a giggle. <laughs> Honestly, I... They were the best 10 years of my life. I had such a ball. I've met some amazing people, some of who I'm still in contact. The fact that we haven't spoken for I don't know how bloody long. And we've just got straight on the phone. <laughs> and I feel like I've only seen you yesterday. I know. Do you know? Yeah. And I, but that's what, that just goes to show you what a great friendship we have and the fact that it doesn't matter if I don't see you or speak to you for another 10 years. I will pick, we'll pick up, always pick up where we left off. And God, we laughed so much. I've never laughed so much in all my life. Yeah. Um, You know, and it was a credit to you kids as well for making our life super bloody easy because it could have been a nightmare. (laughs) Um, But thankfully you weren't. So this next bit um, is actually more about when Sarah became Rupert's PA because she worked with Rupert or continued to work with Rupert for about 10 years after the films ended. So if you'd like to know more about that, then keep listening. I just wanted to ask you a little bit about when you changed to being a PA Mm. um, and more about what it's like being with somebody who's one of the most famous people probably in the whole world. You know, I was... Super, super lucky that I had Rupert. He was just the most chilled, laid-back person. I thought I was horizontal and chilled and laid-back. And then <laughs> we met and I thought, oh, my God, you're worse than I am. Um, so I was very lucky that I had him because he took every – God love him, he took everything in his stride. And, um, you know, it was – thankfully, we had a lovely relationship. Mm. So I never – I never – there were times that I had to be his PA and be like, no, A, B and C, advice for him to me because obviously technically I'm working for him. But, yeah, the level of protection just suddenly went into something else when I had him and I'm super, super responsible for everywhere we went, who was who was doing, you know, I had eyes in the back of my head. Yeah. Um, you know, especially with the fans. But because he was so good with the fans, 
it made my job easier and yeah. it made life easier because, you know, he always took the time out. He never um, disregarded a fan. You know, he'd always sign things, but then, you know, there'd be times when it would get crazy and out of control and then I would have to be the horrible human being and, you know, just for his protection more than yeah. anything else. But, um, you know, very lucky. It's a credit to Rupert, really. Such a credit to him. I mean, it was it's hard work and I can only imagine what it was like for him. Mm. You know, hats off to the boy. You know, he took it in his stride. He did really well. But, yeah, the level of, like, the responsibility for something else then because you couldn't get away with just walking around and, you know, once you had your Hamani hair taken out <laughs> yeah. and the curls brushed out. Straight away. <laughs> yeah, straight away. I know it's funny because Emma still did the same, you know, yeah. um, with her hair as soon as she would finish shoot, shooting for the day. We Like you said, though, we were – kind of so protected in the in the bubble and like but I guess did your job sort of like leak outside of that bubble because you're then absolutely absolutely I mean you know if we were going anywhere without of what out of work I mean I was still very protective and still you know I can remember going to V Festival and me being like oh god I can't believe we're going to V Festival it's going to be like thousands of people it's going to be a nightmare <laughs> And um, but he was brilliant. He likes to have a laugh and play up to things. So he bought a mask. He had a duck mask that he put on <laughs> and strolled around with this duck mask. And I'm like stressing, thinking, oh, my God, when he took it off, there was one guy who was like, oh, my God, that's that bloke from Harry Potter, isn't it? <laughs> and Rupert's like, oh, no, I get that a lot, but I'm not him, you know, or he'd, he'd say yes. And, but the fans, that's what I mean about the fans. The fans, I don't think we ever came across anybody that was horrible or nasty. And mm. I think because he was so nice, it made it easier. And then when Ed Sheeran came out, it made life far easier because he used to say, no, I'm Ed Sheeran, I'm not that bloke from Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> and I can remember him signing some kid's CD or something. He said, oh, my God. You're um, Ed Sheeran. I absolutely love Ed Sheeran. And Rupert's looking at me and he's looking at this guy and he's like, yeah, yeah, man, I'm Ed, I'm Ed Sheeran. <laughs> he's like, will you sign this for me? And he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that was quite nice. He did play with it. But, yeah, no, it was, you know, it was credit to Rupert, really, more than anything. I just did what I had to do. That was part of my job. But, obviously, you know, we were together for so long that, you know, it was, uh, you know, I don't know how to describe it really, not like my son because he wasn't, but he was like a fan, like my nephew. Yeah. That I just had to look after. Yeah. You know, make sure he was okay. So this episode was short and sweet, but I do think it gives a real insight into what life was like being part of the Harry Potter family and just how much time we spent together and really just how much fun we had. Next week, Richard Francis Bruce is on the pod. Richard edited the first Harry Potter film. He is an incredibly talented film editor. He's received several Academy Award nominations for films like Shawshank Redemption, Seven and Air Force One. On Harry Potter, he worked incredibly closely with Chris Columbus and Steve Cloves to ensure that the film stayed as true as possible to the books. Um, and it was worth the wait for the millions of Harry Potter fans across the world. And as always, uh, you can check out my Instagram, which is flick.miles and um, MuggleNet for behind the scenes pictures and more stuff like that. 
listening to Behind the Wand Stories from the Harry Potter Films. Produced by Lucy DeMuth, edited by Patrick Musilek, and created by me, Flick Miles, and brought to you by MuggleNet.com. Bye for now. Scotland I remember this so clearly <laughs> that like we must have just been like I mean can I just say this is also so innocent because I would just say we're like 12 13 years old you obviously told us to go to bed and and I remember we were like right okay um because you could call each other's hotel rooms as well you just put in the hotel I number that. you had suddenly discovered you could yeah. call each room so we'd be like okay <laughs> they're, they're down let's go that's me and I just remember one time so clearly like hyping myself up like okay I've just got to go up the world I think it was probably like Tolga's room or something and um and opening the door and Sarah just sitting at the end of the corridor <laughs> you were like yeah I'm back in your room I was like <laughs> I'm jumping to bed like oh my god the thing was I remember that I was really sitting there in a text I was laughing my head off at that (laughs) I mean the thing is you were all obviously you get to that time of night where it was like now it's getting later and later and you've got to get up early we've got to get up early as well and it was just like one of us is going to have to sit out here